I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I'm passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This week is a special episode in honor of our five-year anniversary coming up this week. So Ethan and I will be married for five years on September 16th, and this is actually going live one day after his birthday. So his birthday is on September 13th. So it's kind of a big, exciting week in our household. So today we are going over a list of questions that people submitted regarding marriage and parenting and life and all the things. So we are going to dive into it. And I have to preface per Ethan's request that he does not really like (laughs) to do this kind of stuff. He's obviously very opposite of me. And even though he's definitely not an introvert, he just doesn't like to do he doesn't use social media. If you look at his Instagram, he posts like twice a year for my birthday or our anniversary. He actually forgot to post on my birthday (laughs) this year and apologized later, um, which I actually didn't even notice. But yeah, so he's he's just not a big like in the spotlight kind of guy. So he, I think, gets a little bit nervous and shy. And there's a few things in here that he's going to make me edit out, most likely. Um, I'll let him take a listen before I uh, release it into the wild. But yes. So anyway, I hope you guys have fun listening to this one. It's a little bit of a lighter and just fun episode this week. I also wanted to quickly mention that we are using one mic and passing it back and forth. So I apologize in advance for the fact that the audio is probably not perfect but I thought it'd be more fun to do it together in person versus doing a a Zoom call (laughs) like we did for our finance one. So just a heads up on that as well. And let's just go ahead and get into it. We are doing a fun little Q&A episode for you. Ethan has not seen most of these questions, so he's winging it and just going to be brave. So we will go ahead and get into it. Do you want to quickly introduce yourself in case people don't know who you are? My name is Ethan and I'm the husband of Shanna at Wellness for the Win. Thank you for that great introduction. So first off, we will just kick it off by starting with our how we met. That was one of the questions I figured that made the most sense to start with. So would you like to kick it off with how we first met or, you know, the, the moment you first laid eyes on me? The moment I first laid eyes on Shanna was <laughs> sophomore year of high school, right? And you were a cheerleader and I was, uh, can I cuss on you? Yes. I was a shithead. <laughs> <laughs> and we went out, we went out to ice cream, uh, Cold Stone, and that was pretty much the end of that. <laughs> then we rekindled our flame in college. I was the houseboy. I was a houseboy at a couple sororities, but I ended up at Pi Fi where Sharon was, and uh, that's kind of that's literally our love story. Right there. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the words of a man, of course. So yes, we did initially meet in high school. He likes to downplay our little fling in high school, but we had like a three week fling in high school. But anyway, yes, like he said, we went our separate ways, dated other people, 
both ended up going to K-State where, like you said, he was my houseboy and he would make me paninis all the time and we flirted that way. (laughs) And then eventually I talked to him into falling in love with me. Someone did ask about who kind of made the first move. And so... Shannon made the first move every single time. (laughs) (laughs) He stole the mic from me. I thought he was going to say something else. But yes, I was very persistent because I knew early on, I just had a feeling that we had something special and he couldn't deny it. And... (laughs) in what that we would make a cute kid kid, he says so yes we did end up eventually making a very cute child but that is how we met so skipping on to our wedding someone asked what was our favorite thing about our wedding or one must do the day of your wedding so I will start and say one thing I loved that we did on our wedding day was a first look that was was your the same Oh, I thought you were going to say that was your idea. (laughs) But yes, I I really liked having a first look. I know people have different feelings about first looks and seeing each other before that big moment when you go down the aisle. But I really liked having that intimate moment before all of the people were looking at us. So that was really nice. Do you have anything to add? The cake was good too. (laughs) And open bar was also a plus. Thank you, Dave Stewart. <laughs> Thank you to my father. Yes, that was good. And someone asked too if we would do anything differently about our wedding day. And it's, I mean, we got married five years ago. So yes, certainly if we were to get married today, a lot of things would look different. But that day in itself, I think was perfect at the time. You know, we had a great day, so many amazing things about that day. And just having all of our people under one roof was amazing and so special and something that really honestly never happens again in your life, you know, when all of your family and friends are all under one roof. So really special. And although Ethan says that if we were to (laughs) get engaged now, we would do a destination wedding and have like 20 people there. So instead of the 200 people that we had. So that's just one thing to think about for anyone who is contemplating having a big wedding. Okay. Top marriage tip or piece of advice. Other than the generic, she's always right thing that most men say, I'd say to not sweat the small stuff. Truthfully, like we don't really argue too often, but when we do, it's like something has built up. But if you just let the little shit go, then, then I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no need to keep bringing it up and linger it on and just bicker and bicker and bicker. Just say your piece, apologize and move on. <laughs> something like that. I agree. I think we... We typically, like you said, sometimes it does build up and then we like snap at each other because, you know, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. But I think especially, you know, since having a child, there's so much to do, you know, being homeowners and having two dogs and having a child and both having full-time jobs. We're juggling a lot. Before Rhett, um, my marriage tip is spend as much time together with each other as you can and travel as much as you can. Because when you do have a kid, you don't get any time just alone together or you have to sit on a podcast to get alone time with each other and you don't get to travel alone with each other at all. So pre-kid, do as much as you can together. Post-kid, have grace with each other. I like that. But with that said too, first of all, don't be afraid to have children, people, after he says that. (laughs) Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, you know what he means. Definitely, it is more challenging. And, you know, I have my full time job as well as my business. So I do admittedly spend a lot of time in my office in the evenings. You know, I work all day and then I work on my own stuff all night. And he has hobbies that keep him busy. So that's another thing, too, that I think kind of ties into a marriage tip is 
having your own stuff is important, having like independence and stuff and having your own friends and things that make you happy outside of each other, I think can be helpful so that not one person is like resentful of the other person doing stuff all the time. I really think that that's been helpful. So you have, you know, your hunting and your outdoorsy stuff that you enjoy doing. And I have, you know, (laughs) I guess mostly work. Yeah, it is a hobby, but it's also work. And maybe someday I'll have time for more hobbies. Now that I like to read, that is definitely something that brings me joy. You won't come hunting with me, so. Mm. Mm -hmm. Would you actually enjoy that? No, probably not. (laughs) I would probably, he would probably not enjoy that. So um, one person asked, what about gender norms or regarding like parenting or marriage in general? Like, do we conform to, for example, you doing all the yard work and me doing all the cooking? For the most part, yes. However... Shanda still doesn't do my laundry. <laughs> he is so bitter about this. I do not do his laundry. I'm going to actually do a poll once this goes live to see how many wives do their husband's laundry. I know most do, most, but... Most all do. You have not once started the lawnmower or the weed whacker or aerated or done anything outside. Okay, this is going to turn into an argument because I cook 99% of the time. I also, I also cook. The other 1%. Exactly. So... All jokes aside, we do actually do a really good job of dividing and conquering, in my opinion. You know, you yes, you do most of the outdoor or all of the outdoor stuff. Not 100% of the outdoor stuff. I have zero interest in doing it. I would hire someone if you didn't do it. And I do majority of the cooking. And we do, I think we do a great job of splitting up cleaning inside, like vacuuming and aside from laundry you do do your own laundry we split Rhett's laundry because we just randomly throw shit in the (laughs) in the wash as we walk by um but otherwise you know cleaning wise he is a great helper as far as cleaning goes and I shouldn't even say helper because I think we really divide most things evenly as far as although you haven't cleaned a toilet in like five years so I definitely clean all the toilets. That is for sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, and other things. One thing I will say that I really very much appreciate about Ethan is that, um, and something that I think we both do, have always done well, is like stepping up and helping each other when we need to. So like you do most of the daycare pick up and drop off right now, which I work from home. So it almost, it it makes more sense because it's on your way, but I know it's still something that takes time. And so it's something that I very much appreciate. And I do try to help whenever I can too. But that's, that's definitely one thing that I think has been nice and something that you've taken on most of the burden with. So I wanted to let you know that I appreciate that. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, So that actually brings me to love languages. I think that ties into that well. So someone asked what our love languages are. I actually made us take this test a few, like a year ago. Do you remember what the results were? What are my love languages? Before or after a kid? Good question. Before it was... um, He put his his, uh, hand on my knee, (laughs) but yes, physical touch. Physical touch and affection or whatever and, and something or another. But now it's like, and I think for me too, now it's... Words of affirmation and help, just acts of service. Yeah, those are the top two, I think, for, well, for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you like words of affirmation, so I do need to be better about that, which is why I complimented yeah. your <laughs> your uh, dropping off uh, at the daycare. But yes, mine definitely did used to be physical touch, and now it's more so, yes, acts of service, you know, showing your love and things that you do for me and our family, and um, quality time. 
I would say quality time is a big one because again, like you said, we don't get enough of it these days with juggling so much stuff. So like this past weekend, we had a date night with just the two of us, which we don't do enough post baby. And it was really nice. So I I would say quality time is a big one. Would you agree? Uh, Yes. 10-4. (laughs) Okay. Um, What about someone asked if you get annoyed with how much I'm on my phone for my business? What do you have to say about that? No, not. It's not like you're on your phone that much for business. Truthfully. I mean, you're, you have a really good balance of, um, Knowing when it's appropriate. I mean, when we're out to dinner, we don't touch our phones. She might take a couple pictures of, of food and stuff, but that's, but no, I think it's, there's a good balance there. I do not get annoyed. I mean, I do get annoyed when we're driving in my truck and you're in the back seat and Rhett's crying and you're on your phone, not doing anything about it. But that's like the only time that it, there's, it's really an issue. But no, you're really, really good about separating when you're around people and not being on your phone, which is good. Thank you. I definitely put a lot of effort into that and something I'm a lot more intentional about in the past couple of years, I feel like. Oh, he has more to say. I will, I will say when I get like a notification or a text message, I have a OCD and I have to look at it. I can't have, I can't have any uh, red bubbles or anything. I can't have any unread me- emails. And if I get an email, I have to respond to it right away. What, where Shanna's good is she can just let those build up and then She'll a lot like 30 minutes before bed, knock all that stuff out and then read a book and not look at her phone the rest of the night where I've got, I'm the other direction. So that's just kind of how we're different from that perspective. Yes, he does hate notifications, but I also, I would say Ethan is on his phone more than I am. I actually get pissed at him a lot (laughs) about being on his phone like he is right now answering a text because he can't stand the notification. But I'm just like, why are you on your phone? Like, let's play with Rhett and stop looking at your phone. So, yeah. Okay, how do we, I guess we kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do we balance being two full-time working parents? Do you have any tips on or thoughts on that? I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So it's, I mean, you just got to nut up and do it. Oh my God. Such great advice. It is hard. But yes, I am with the person that asked this. It is hard. It is like we've talked about, you know, finding time for each other and finding time for your freaking self. I mean, it's it's definitely a challenge. So we're a work in progress on that. Tips on prioritizing your marriage with a baby. Um, so I know we kind of t- touched on this, but what are your favorite ways to reconnect post baby or what are your favorite things to do together? Concerts, date nights. It sucks we can't like walk right. Like we go on a walk right now. We can't just leave right here at the house. Yeah. That sucks. Um, we sit on the patio sometimes. We start series or whatever. I mean, when you have a kid, if you don't, you you don't know this, but if you do, you you're kind of tied to the house when they go to sleep. But Shanna's real good about letting me leave and go ride my bike or go shoot my bow or something, and we kind of exchange duties that way. But doing things together. Um, you kind of live for the weekends, but it's also fun to bring red in on some stuff too. So like Saturday morning breakfast in the park and donuts and all that. So that's being a family and bringing another life into your family. I mean, you got to like, <laughs> okay, he's tearing up <laughs> and now I am too. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Do you need a moment? <laughs> um, yes, I agree. Gosh, babe. <laughs> um, being a parent is the best. And again, you know, if he's made it sound like it's really hard, <laughs> it is, but it's also the best. So gosh, oh, now I need to take a, a drink of my beverage. <laughs> um, 
I would agree. Uh, our favorite things to do together. We've always been huge music people and concert people. So that is definitely one of my favorite things. That's what I was going to say, too, that I love to do together is go to concerts. So we definitely need to get a few more concerts lined up um, for the rest of this year or something, because that's something we always look forward to. Um, and also vacations. We didn't really talk about that, but we love to travel. We love to go to Colorado specifically. Also, in case you missed it, Ethan got us a little camper. So we went out in that. I guess we've only taken it out one time as a family. But we have an upcoming trip, like kind of a local-ish trip. But we really, really want to get to Colorado sometime soon with Rhett. But we're scared of the drive. <laughs> so I'm scared of the drive. You're not. Well, that's because I would be in the backseat entertaining him for 10 hours. So <laughs> must be nice being the driver. Um, okay. So someone asked about your perspective or thoughts on just me postpartum, like struggling with anxiety and just my mental health and being overwhelmed and stuff. Do you have any tips for partners on how to support their wife postpartum? Um, you hit it really well. I mean, I mean, I know you saw a therapist and stuff and when you needed to talk, you weren't shy about, you know, asking me for help or needed just a moment or whatever. It's real hard. The first like three or four months with a newborn because you're, you're getting used to just the chaos that that is <laughs> lovely, but it's you're now it's there's not time for anything besides like keeping a baby alive. So um, you were really good about kind of buckling down and doing what you needed to do, get him to sleep. And then you could kind of have a, a moment. Right. Um, but from, from my perspective, I know Shannon was not shy to ask me for help or, Hey, go to the grocery store and get this or whatever. Just don't be afraid to speak up because you're in it together and it's, it's tough the first couple of months. So you had a really good support system. Um, and not to sound like, I don't know, Guys' emotions and girls' emotions are completely different. <laughs> so, so hormones or whatever the hell it's and I, uh, I don't know. I it just didn't affect me at all, truthfully at all. And so sometimes I'd be like, "Why are you crying? What's the, what's wrong?" And I just didn't understand, and I still don't, and I won't. But you were good about just trying to explain that stuff to me. So I don't know. I think um, the question was my perspective on how I struggled. You you did struggle, but you asked for help, talked to people you needed to, and, and it was. I thought that was admiration, admirable. Yeah, there you go. admirable of you. So, yeah. So, like you said, I definitely did struggle, and you know, I think to an extent, all women do postpartum. But I, and like you said, I kind of hit it well, which is not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> you know, I I think I tried. I know that I tried to do too much early on without always asking for your help. So then, but then on that same token, I would get resentful of you because I would like expect and want you to do things that I thought you should know that I wanted you to do, but you didn't always know. So that's another tip too, is for, for postpartum mamas, just be straight up, straightforward with what you need and what you want, because our husbands, unfortunately are not mind readers. <laughs> we wish they were, but they're not. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've always been uh, been a crier, so that's not totally abnormal for me to just cry. But there, I do remember several instances where I just like broke down and was crying, and he was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> and I would cry. I mean, if I like burned dinner, it was like the end of the world because I, you know. But but burning dinner to me, and even still, like not you know, I'm now I'm 
totally weaned and have been for several months from breastfeeding and stuff. So my hormones are in a fine place now. But burning dinner to me represents so much more than just burning dinner. It's the fact that like so much thought and time and effort, more like mental effort than anything, goes into like meals. And also, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, truthfully... That I was that was flatbreads. I made veggie flatbreads and I did I I chopped all the freaking peppers and onions ahead of time. I had all the hot all the ingredients that we needed. So that was different. But I would still get pissed about a frozen pizza too because then it would require cooking something else. And and wasting food is another one of my pet peeves. But you know, it again, it represents so much more than just wasted food. It represents wasted time, wasted money, wasted effort, and like just like the mental load that women and moms take on is a lot and I think and this is not like dissing you I guess is the word I'm yeah I'm not like bashing you but there's a lot of things that you that like go under the radar that like you don't even think about like like stuff just magically appears in our pantry in our freezer in our fridge because guess who gets it me you know so oh that's another thing I do go to the grocery store Yes, you're right. He does. Yes, the, the bills magically get paid. So yes, it goes both ways. You have your responsibilities. I have mine. We know what they are. So, you know, that's obviously if you didn't pay the bills, I would figure out. How to do it. <laughs> I would. But um, anyway, again, there's the there's decision fatigue. There's a lot of mental load that women take on that is not always totally recognized. But you do do a good job of thanking me for doing things and acknowledging when I've done things. And I try to do the same for you and um i think we do do pretty well with that you agree yeah okay let's see what was our five-year plan going into marriage and how much did it change or stay the same well i wanted to be a gazillionaire but that didn't happen (laughs) i don't know we didn't have a five-year plan we truly didn't we just kind of went with the flow as as opportunities rose we just you know job offers and homes and just different things that, you know, to everybody goes through. We just kind of took advantage of the opportunities that were put out in front of us. It was never a, in two years, we're going to do this. And then in three years, we're going to do that. And then hopefully by five years, we'll do that. So it's not, I don't know, don't, don't get a plan and then get so rigid with it. And then it, that plan doesn't come to fruition and then you're devastated. So just let it, just enjoy the moment as a couple and then as a family and it'll all fall into place. You don't have to do a five-year plan. I hate that question. It's a terrible question. <laughs> I think it's okay to ask that question, but I agree. I think, yeah, just kind of letting life happen as it happens. But I think it's okay to have some rough ideas of what you want. For example, we knew we wanted to own a house. We, we knew we wanted to have a child within, you know, the first several years or whatever. We, I mean, we didn't necessarily have a specific timeline on that because um, I think a lot of times when you go into marriage, you don't you just don't know what the future holds and you don't know exactly when you'll be ready. And honestly, we didn't really know. Actually, that was another thing someone asked was how how do we know we were ready to have kids? And it, yeah, Ethan said you don't know when you're ready. And it's true. And we got pregnant on accident the first time and it was a complete shock. And truthfully, before that, we didn't feel ready. Like we weren't, we didn't feel like we were quite there yet. We were still living with my parents at the time while we were building my our house. And, um, and that's when I had my miscarriage. But then that made us realize how much we really did want a child. And so that kind of like 
forced us into that realization that we were ready. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important, though, to be on the same page and have those conversations. We I mean, it wasn't that far off in the future that we were discussing having, you know, starting to try to have a child. But yeah, so it's definitely a big decision and something that I think is important to be having conversations and and not you know, just like all of a sudden, you know, springing it on your partner. Oh, I want to have a baby because that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> kind of a life changing thing. What is your favorite thing about each other that not a lot of people get to see? What would you say about me, honey? Mm, a couple things. I'd say she's very dedicated to what she does, whether that's her daytime job or her spare time job, which has turned into which should be a daytime job. But um, she's very dedicated, always looking to expand and kind of do the next big thing and grow and you're just you're extremely driven which is which is really good to see and people probably see that just because your platform allows you to do so much stuff i mean you do a lot you do a lot of stuff but outside of that i mean you're an incredible mother um amazing wife fun to be around you're some you're sometimes annoying which everybody is love you to death you're just you don't do my laundry and it's annoying but i think no you're Seriously, the drive that you have for just everything you do is, uh, even when you go to Aldi, I mean, you're driven. You you go in, you do what you want to do. You've laid a lot. You take awesome pictures and you're out of there. You just have this drive to just go and kind of get shit done. And that's, it's motivating to see. So, Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Um, hmm, my favorite thing about you that not a lot of people get to see. I think one of my favorite things that people do get to see is your sense of humor. You're funny. And, you know, a lot of people, I think that would be the first thing that they would say about you is you have a good sense of humor. You make people laugh. Also, another thing that I love about you is that you make people feel seen and heard like you do a great job. If we like if we go anywhere, I know that if I have to leave Ethan's side, he's going to be okay. <laughs> like he he's really good at, you know, making conversation and making people feel comfortable and talking to people and making new friends and he can fend for himself and and he's so good at remembering names. I am the worst at remembering names. I can never remember people's names. I feel horrible about it. I wish everyone had to wear a freaking name tag, but he remembers people's names. And not only that, he'll remember like things about them to like bring up to them again when we see them again. And I'm like, how the F did you remember that? So that's a really cool thing that I love about him. Um, is just he makes people feel seen and heard. And also, I kind of touched on this before, but just again, you know, you go out of your way to to do things for me and for our family that just help help make things easier and make life easier. And I just appreciate all that you do for the fam. I love you. <laughs> um, so with that, now that we've been super nice to each other, what would you say is like one legitimate pet peeve about me that drives you nuts besides the fact that I don't do your laundry? <laughs> okay, then the number two thing would be um, when you cook... God love you. you. You're a great chef. But the mess you make is so unreal. Like you, if you get, what's the, is it ghee? If you get ghee out, you just leave it out with the lid off. And then if you get all the spices out, you just leave them out with, and then you like, you don't put, you don't put things, this is my turn with the mic. You don't put things up as you go. Or like when I cook, if I get out the paprika, it goes in, it closes, and then it goes back. And I'm kind of a little more neat in the kitchen. It drives me nuts. Because I, because if you don't know our um, nightly routine, she cooks most of the time. I cook maybe one day a week. And then I'll clean up. And that's kind of a a, uh, a role that we just switch every so often. And But I usually do the cleaning. And man, it's a mess. I hate it. I hate it. 
And I hate doing the dishwasher, and Shanna loves it, so that's that's okay. <laughs> it offsets the mess. Mm-hmm. I would say that, first of all, just to defend myself here. <laughs> you can defend yourself. No, it's just a question. Okay, well, regardless, I'm going to put this in here because people need to know. It's very inefficient to put everything away in the middle of <laughs> So I'm not going to keep doing that, or I'm not going to start doing that. Although what I will say is I actually, I kind of enjoy cleaning up after I cook because it's very satisfying to like make a mess and then clean it. (laughs) I would rather clean up my mess from cooking than clean Rhett after dinner because he's a freaking mess. Um, I I will gladly switch you. Um, One thing about you that makes me annoyed. Hmm. (laughs) One thing. Let me think of a couple. You like to think that you're neat. You are neater than me, but there's certain things about you that are not neat. Like, that's just everybody. everybody. I know. But like, for example, we both are guilty of like piling so much shit on top of this ottoman that we have in our, in the middle of our pantry or not pantry closet. (laughs) It's just like so loaded with so many clothes, but you're like, you have clothes on the floor next to your hamper. And it's like, why don't you throw them one inch away? Because those are, these, those are like my nighttime shorts that I wear like four nights in a row or whatever. You know, my, like my little sweat shorts that I wear. Yeah. I'm going to throw them in the hamper. I'm going to use them the next night. So I just lay them on the floor next to it. Pull that. I bet every do that. Okay. Well, honestly, he's probably right because I also am guilty of this. All yeah. I, <laughs> I pile so much shit on top of the dog's kennels. Yeah, like. <laughs> I do that too. I like, I mean, who, we need to pull so many things. Like who washes their sweatpants like more than once a week or even, I mean, even more than that or less than that. Um, yeah. I mean, I wear the same sweats like seven times before I wash them. So judge me. Something about marriage that we didn't expect to be challenging, but has been or was. Mm, That's a tough one. I think, I think we both have good role models, our, both my parents and your parents. So I kind of I definitely wasn't nervous to get married. I don't know. What was the question? Something about marriage we didn't expect to be challenging, but has or has been challenging. <sighs> Living with another person. I mean, seriously, that's, that's, that, was a, that was an adjustment. Like in the same room. Like I had roommates. For, we, I mean, obviously, we all, everyone's had a roommate. But yeah, sharing a space with someone that is always there and like always in the way, I think it's, like, <laughs> I, well, I think it's, it's just, that's a big adjustment. Um, but we've been doing it for so long. It, I don't even think about like what was challenging. We, we, there was no challenge. It was, but it was really weird at the beginning. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Living with someone else, you know, like you gotta go take a dump. It's like, do I go, do I go in the master bedroom or do I go in the basement? I don't know what to do. So, that's that was a weird adjustment to live with a woman like that was weird yeah. seriously <laughs> i'm dying we'll see if he lets me keep this in here but but speaking of that he poops with the door open often so i, <laughs> I have to i have to dodge dodge that situation often but actually now that you say that i feel like so we actually didn't uh move in together until we got married yeah. Some people might not know that, um, which is very uncommon these days, which is, that's true. Yeah. 
can go both ways. But regardless, we did not live together. And so although, you know, we definitely spent the night together and like had I feel like we had a taste of what it would be like to live together. So it wasn't a huge adjustment, in my opinion. I thought it was a fairly easy transition because, again, I mean, we spent a lot of time together prior to that. So it wasn't like a a total surprise. But um, just something about marriage, gosh, that we didn't expect to be challenging. Another thing that I thought of, I, I agree. I think we both do have good, really solid families that we are close with and that we're close in proximity with also, um, you know, they're within like 15 or 20 minutes, which is super nice. And I think we both get along with each other's families really nicely, which is awesome as well. And so important, I think in a marriage, you know, I know that's not, not the case for everyone. So that's super nice. Just, I guess, I mean, like we've talked about just the adjustment to having a child and juggling 1 million kajillion things, which I never, well, I mean, that's a part of marriage is being parents now. So, you know, transitioning to parenthood together and continuing to also be full-time working, working parents and trying to juggle that and jobs and families and friends. And, you know, when we first got married, I never would have anticipated that I would have two full-time jobs essentially. Um, so that, that has been a challenge and making time for our marriage, honestly, is something that is hard for both of us. And for me, especially just having the time to do all the things that that I want and need to do. So I'm hoping that it's just a a season that we'll, (laughs) we'll get through and Eventually, we will have a little bit more time freedom together. But yeah, and and like you said, traveling more is is a goal. So let's let's talk about some goals that we have for the future. Oh, another thing that we did not anticipate was building houses. And I think this is the last time we'll ever do it. <laughs> but um, it'll be worth it once we're done. Oh, goals for the future. Any goals that you'd like to to share for the next the next five years, honey? What's our our, our next five year plan? To stay in the house that we're building. <laughs> That's that's it. That's it. No, um, five years. Hopefully, I have one more kid, um, and hopefully, uh, own some land that we'll be able to hunt on quite often. That's within five years. years, Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. So, yes, we'd love to have another child. That is our goal and plan. Is how many kids do you want to have? Two. Do you want to get a vasectomy after we have two? It's very personal. Very per- yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But yes, two is our is our plan. If we are blessed enough to have two two kids, you can't put that in the podcast. <laughs> I can put whatever I want in the podcast. It's my podcast. Oh, someone talked about how to stay out of roommate territory with young kids. I guess we kind of talked about that. Like, how do we just not feel like roommates to each other when we have a young child? Yeah, um, you said it earlier. It's kind of a a season, I think, of life. I wouldn't say it's room or roommates. I mean, <laughs> we definitely, uh, we interact, we're husband and wife, you know, but um, it, there's a season and I think, you know, I, I saw it being out of the house and looking back on my childhood, I saw it with my folks and I'm sure you did too. It's like you're married and then your parents for a while and then they go off to, they're at high school and they're way more independent and then they go off to college and you're empty nesters again and then you can kind of, you know, rekindle the flame or whatever you want to call it. But but the flame's always there. It's just smaller when it's <laughs> the wind's blowing and you're going all the different directions. And then I'm sure it, I don't know, but I'm sure it, you know, takes off again. We can travel more and go on longer vacations and not have to worry about, you know, hey, Rhett's probably got a poopy diaper or something that you're <laughs> thinking about. So I think... um Navigating the shit the next 15 years or so is just going to be like that. Uh, but I think we're 
pretty resilient when it comes to our marriage. So I don't have any worries with that. So, so one thing I'll say too with that is I'm going to like kind of disagree with you because I think continuing to prioritize our marriage now. Well, I know, I know what you mean. I know that's not what you meant, but like, like some people say, if you wait to like spend time together and travel and go on dates and do all the things until the kids are gone, then you'll look at each other and be like, who the hell are you? Like, I don't even know our each other outside of parenting. So I think we, you know, we have to continue to prioritize taking nights away, doing stuff just together. And, you know, our child and future children will hopefully see that and be like, wow, you know, mom and dad love to spend time together, just the two of them and, you know, seeing them um, bond just as a couple, I think will be a good example to set, like you said, like we saw with our parents and um, yeah, so we can stay connected throughout the the next however long, 18 years <laughs> or something. Well, honey, do you have any final thoughts or anything else that you'd like to share? No, I do not. This, this was fun, Shanna. Thanks. <laughs> so happy five year anniversary. I love you. Oh, another thing. I, okay. I thought of another thing I was going to say about, I don't even know what the question was at this point, but oh, how to stay, how to not feel like your roommates. So that made me think of like the past week or something, even though physical touch is not my love language, you just like putting your hand on my like back when you pass by or making a point to like give me a kiss in the morning. Or of course, you know, we always say I love you. Good night and give each other a kiss. Good night. Or, you know, giving each other a hug when we leave or whatever. That kind of stuff is it seems so little, but I think it goes a long way. And I think it also sets a good example again for like us showing affection toward each other in front of our kids so that they, you know, it's just kind of normalized and expected that we, you know, show love that way. So that was just another thing that I wanted to interject. (laughs) Do you have thoughts on that? No, that makes sense to me. (laughs) So this is my, my hint to you to continue to, to show me love by kissing me. And yeah, I know. And and yeah, just little, little things like putting your hand on me, like when you walk by and like squeeze my toes when you, (laughs) you know, walk to the bathroom while I'm in in bed or something. Yeah. Just those little things and touches make it a difference. So, okay. <laughs> There's a few things that he's requested for me to edit out. So we'll see what all uh, makes it into the show. But really, that's all we had for you. Hopefully, this was fun to listen to and just get to know us a little bit better. But yeah, after five years of marriage, I can truly say that we are very happy in you know where life has taken us. And like we said, just kind of going with the flow and letting life happen. And also just you know, loving each other well along the way and communicating. And like Ethan said earlier, you know, listening and apologizing and admitting when you're wrong and stepping up to help each other and just being a good like partner and friend and lover and parent and all the things I think just can really make make it possible to continue to have a good, strong marriage. So any other thoughts? Nope. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for coming on. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.